What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. It feels so good saying that again. As you probably know, haven't seen one of these pop up in your podcast app in quite a few years, or quite a few months at least. It's been probably about a year and a half since I did one of these. And I'm not going to apologize because really it's just that this had or has been a gateway for me to pursue other opportunities. At a certain point, you know, I started looking at kind of neat more like a resume piece than a, than a viable business, right? And so, you know, it took me a few places. I was doing a corporate podcast for a little bit that had me traveling a lot. It had me being on camera more. And I definitely have a face and a stomach for radio. And so anyway, we're back. We're back. It's 2020. We're starting off strong and we're going to be back on a weekly schedule. You guys can hold me to that. I've cleared the plate this year and I'm fully dedicating myself to kind of neat and to making it work. And so... You know, if all goes as planned this year, you will be seeing an episode literally every Wednesday. And I couldn't be more excited. I'm getting to do, you know, this project that Ben and I both love to do more consistently. And it's really sick. I have so much to catch you guys up on in these intros because I feel like I haven't really done a real intro in like, you know, two years. And goddamn, a lot has happened. I'm married, which is crazy. The last time that I did one of these, I think I had just gotten engaged. You know, I had just gotten a new dog. He's like, or I had just gotten a puppy. He's like a regular dog now. At times, he's amazing. And at other times, he's a total asshole. But I tried. We, we, he's still the best dog I've ever had, I think. But he has his moments. You know, my... Dad used to be a topic of conversation in a lot of these intros. He passed away. So that is something that happened while we were gone. And I don't want to, you know, spill the beans on all of that stuff quite yet. I'll probably just kind of paint a picture about the last couple of years with different stories as time goes on and just kind of, um, you know, give you guys a little outlook or insight into what had what happened while we were gone, while we were on hiatus, you know what I'm saying? But for now, you know, I just want to say I'm back. And I appreciate everybody over the last couple, over the last year and a half, over the last however many months that has reached out and been like, yo, we missed the podcast. When's it coming back? What are you doing? Like, I'm proud of what you're doing over here, but you know, it's nice when, when you get to do your own thing type of type shit. Like I heard a lot of those messages. I saw a lot of those messages. I appreciate a lot of those messages. And yeah, man, I hope that in bringing kind of neat back and in partaking in, in the channel that like, we're going to see some exponential growth, which I'm really excited about. The crazy shit is while we were gone, the YouTube channel grew by almost 200,000 subscribers, I think, like just sitting there. And that is mind boggling to me because I thought, okay, this channel is just going to like fall the fuck off and nobody's going to be watching videos anymore. But like, it's wild. Like the last time I did a podcast, Caliucci's was the biggest video that we had on the channel. And then fucking boom, out of nowhere, 
Ghostman shoots up, and then boom, out of nowhere, Kuko shoots up, and then what the fuck, Travis Thompson shot up, and now it's completely flipped upside down, and now like Travis Thompson is the most popular kind of neat video of all time. Ghostman, I think, is in a close second, and Kuko, then Caliucci's like mind boggling. I barely checked in on the actual channel like while I was doing other shit, but then every once in a while I would just pop in to kind of see how certain videos were doing, and it's just wild to me. Like it's so tight, and now there's like a huge Spanish speaking contingent on the channel. So I'll definitely be trying to get a lot of um, Chicano, Latin American or Spanish speaking artists on the program as well, just because, you know, I love that shit. That's dope. Yeah, man. Ben has like a job now. You know, Ben, <laughs> motherfucking Ben. Last time we were doing podcasts, he was lost. This boy was lost. He went and learned how to code, and now he has a dope job. And so this is going to be our new, like, weekend get-up. I'm excited to start seeing him again all the time because, you know, I'll be honest, a lot of my real-life friends, I realize that, like, I don't get to see them unless we're working together. I don't really leave the house too much, and so— I see my friends and the people that I enjoy when I go be creative or productive with them. And so now I'll get to check in on Ben a lot more and just be like, yo, you know, I'm really proud of how long your hair has gotten. I'm jealous uh, that I can't grow mine that way. But as my beard gets longer, his man bun gets bigger. You know what I'm saying? So there are some equivalencies there. Um, I'm just rambling. I don't know. I'm happy to be back. I have a list written down of like shit that I'm going to talk about. And so there's a lot of catching up to do. I'm just going to make it official. Like, yeah, Zaloopers is our first recorded episode of our new comeback iteration, whatever you want to call it. And so that's what we had on the show today. And it was dope, man. I really like this dude. He's like a million feet tall. He's very tall. I had no idea. He's from Detroit. Very charming young man. Not only a dope music artist but also a dope visual artist and he has kind of social media followings for both of those things you know you can go buy his paintings or you can go cop the cd you know what i mean well, who nobody makes cds i don't know why i said cds but yeah we we got into a really dope conversation today and you know <laughs> full transparency man we haven't been in the studio so long it was like trying to juggle knives when we first got back in here nothing was firing how we thought it would and it was crazy and I was a little stressed sitting down, but then you know what? Once you get back in that chair and you're just sitting face to face with somebody and asking them questions as they come, you know, it gets very comfortable very quickly again. It's a, it's, I guess it's a little like riding a bike. And for me personally, I need this shit. Like I need to sit down and talk with people because listening and concentrating on listening makes me a better person in the long run. And I can actually feel myself becoming more of a fucking dickhead when I don't do an episode for a while. So while I was doing the corporate podcasts over the last um, couple years, you know, I think it started in 18 and then did 19 and in 18, I did maybe like 24 episodes and, I, and I, in 19, I did 24 episodes with them again, but it was like, they would come in short bursts, you know what I mean? Or maybe I would only be doing one a month or something like that. And it didn't feel like enough where it was like, man, I was just not getting my fix of conversation and learning about people. And my natural curiosity was not getting fulfilled enough because it's different too when you are sitting on a set and there's like 20 people around or 30 people around just waiting for you to be done. You can feel that energy of like, oh, when are we going to get to move the lights? And there's something magical about being in this 
little ass room in Atwater Village, you know, four feet from somebody and not having anybody bugging you or wondering when you're going to be finished and you just get to do your own thing. It's comforting and it's cathartic. And yeah, man, it literally helps me be a better human being. You know what I mean? To like practice listening. And I would really suggest that to any of you out there. Like that's kind of a lesson learned is like, I always say what I learned from how to win friends and influence people is, is if you let someone talk about themselves, they'll listen for hours. Use that in your day-to-day life, man. Cause that's what I try to do is like, you go out Ask questions, be curious. People will like you more. And I spent so many fucking years of my life not doing that and just waiting for my turn to talk and talking at people instead of listening. And it's just a fucking bad way to live, you know? So anyway, I'm happy to be back. I'm stoked that we're going to be busy. I'm excited to show you a whole new scene of, of rap that I'm excited about. That's got me feeling really good. There's like a resurgence of underground rap that I just love. And I'm going to, in these first couple months, be showcasing a lot of them. But also, you know, I think we're going to be able to keep going down that path of like spreading the the genre diversity and really just being able to talk to artists who, who have a song that I like or that I can't get out of my head. Because like really, as time goes on, what else is kind of neat but a really advanced fucking playlist that somebody made. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like doing the most to make somebody a playlist. And that's all it is. Cause you make people that you love mixtapes. And, and so that's all I'm doing is making you guys a fucking mixtape over time with a little bit of history in it. Anyway, I'm rambling. That's what I always do. That's what I'm going to always do in these things. I'll tell you guys more about life next time, but right now we're going to get into this episode with the loopers. You can go peep his albums. He released two albums in 2019, and both of them are great. Wildcard and Dynamite. I particularly love Dynamite. That was, like, really my shit. So, yeah, you can press pause on this, go listen to a record, and then and then listen to the interview, or listen to the interview, and then go listen to the records or whatever. But also remember to go to YouTube.com slash kind of neat and watch him perform. He did a little medley of two songs. It's phenomenal. So without further ado, I'm going to let my man Ben Shim make it sound buttery and play the little beat. That goes into the fucking interview. And here we go, man. We're off to a new year. We're off to a new kind of neat. What are you doing out in L.A., bro? Man, really, I just hopped out here on some... um I'm in the Bronx type shit. I just be popping out and shit, fucking with the homies and shit. Yeah. Chilling and shit. You out here a lot? I've been coming out here recently. Uh, I've been out here like probably like four times in, in last year. You like it out here? You think maybe you'll move? I feel like a lot of people make that jump. No, I'm, I got to stay in Detroit. You got to keep me grounded. Right. I come out here to pop out and do my thug thizzle, but I got to stay grounded. And, you know, I got family at home and shit. Born and raised in Detroit? Yeah. What's Detroit like for those of us that have never been? Cold right now. It's freezing. This motherfucking rain. It was raining. The roads is ice right now. Yeah. A lot of slipping and sliding right now. That shit just fucked up right now. It's just cold. So I'm glad to be out here. Feels nice to be out here. Yeah. What part of Detroit are you from? I'm from the west side of Detroit, but I moved around a lot. In your years on earth, have you watched Detroit change? I mean, yeah. What was it like when you were a kid versus now? Uh, as far as downtown, yeah, it's changed a lot. I remember coming downtown as a kid when I first started going to high school down there, and I was like, you know, I'm 16, young as fuck, and 
just meeting people downtown is not the same anymore. It's like they got it renovated, the whole downtown area. So I used to go down there and chill, you know. It'd be alleyways and shit, little little uh, abandoned buildings and shit. People go, you know, make art galleries. People could do shit down there. People had their own small businesses down there. But now it's kind of like everybody moved out and they got a lot of bigger shit going down there. But I fuck with it. I fuck with the change. I just feel like it's way different than when I was growing up. I mean, what you're describing is that is this like gentrification? Is that yeah, what's happening? Yeah, it's gentrification, but at the same time, I'm just trying to give a little insight of yeah. how I feel about it. I it's got just you. Like, okay, so it's a, it's a love hate relationship. I like it. Like we yeah. got the Pistons downtown and shit. That's fire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We got it. It looked fire downtown with a lot of people down there, but it just used to be different. So it used to be when you were in high school, maybe a little more run down or something or what? Not like run abandoned? down, not run down yeah. or abandoned. It was a lot of abandoned type shit going yeah. on, but it was more of a, it had more of a heart. You know what I'm saying? Like a, it just was like the people was down there more. Yeah, I got you. You feel me? Yeah. Where are now? It's like people just older and they like they we go down there party and shit like that. But it was more of a culture down there. So are people moving in from other states to Detroit now? I mean, yeah, that's been happening in a long time. No I shit. I feel like uh, a lot of people move from New York and shit. Just because, like, uh, property's so cheap or something or what? Yeah. Yeah. You can buy a house for, like, a rack or some shit. Like, if you find a crazy house. But they down there tearing shit down, rebuilding it. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? When you got some chicken, you can come down there and do what you want. And so the type of people that are downtown now, like, do they feel not like locals you know what i'm saying like the, like can you tell that the sociology of the people downtown is like different than it was they don't care yeah. to to feel like they're locals it's like most people come from the birds go downtown they work down there yeah or it's people that come from out of town but they don't care really it's just yeah. like they just here and they thriving and it's like not really a thought that goes into it like I'm a local it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't to them. Even matter or I feel like it doesn't matter to me yeah. that it matters to them okay mm-hmm. so as a young young kid in Detroit like what were you getting into were you a sports dude no I never played sports really never that astounds me because as soon as you walked in I'm like this guy's got a hoop yeah no like this is the reason why I never played sports on some real shit yeah and this fuck my uh I'm not fuck my middle uh, elementary uh, yeah. coach, but congratulations to him because <laughs> he helped he helped me out a little bit. But I went to do the little drills in elementary school, trying to try out. This shit was horrible, man. Yeah, I go down trying to make the layup, <laughs> hit that bitch. <laughs> that bitch come out the hole. That bitch don't go in. Go down to the other side of the court, try to hit that bitch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. Don't. He just looked at me like, yeah, you ain't getting on the team. Yeah. It was a wrap. Yeah. After that, I tried out in high school, and I think I ain't get on the team after that either. I'm like, man, you know what? I'm just not gonna do this shit. Yeah. But I always like always was an artist, and like I learned that early on in elementary. I used to draw some like r- real wicked shit, and it just was like crispy to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I felt like I was good at that. And my uncle, he kind of inspired that too. 
Yeah, because that's one of the things that I find really intriguing about what you do is that as much emphasis as you put on the rap shit, you put about the equal amount of emphasis on the fact that you are a visual artist and a very prolific visual artist. You have like, you know, a separate Twitter page and Instagram for, I think, Instagram as well for like your paintings. Yeah. Yeah, I just... So you've been painting forever. Yeah, I just recently made that Instagram like the last couple of years, but yeah. I've been painting forever. Uh, well, not even painting, just like drawing, and drawing, just being like I just like colors and mixing them, doing shit like that. You and so I mean? you realize that you're an artist as like a child, child. Yeah. But what What you used to draw back then? I used to draw like like when I was in uh, elementary school. My science teacher she had us in the class drawing animals with adaptations and shit like that. So. I was in that bitch drawing a horse with four eyes and some wings. Yeah. And I'm like, nigga, when I, when I, she looked at that shit and she let me know then, like, yo, you on some other shit right now. So, like, my wings on the horse, that motherfucker had bee wings. So, just imagine a horse, a big ass horse with bees wings. Yeah. You gotta think about that shit, you know? So, it's like a motherfucking big ass glass window on, on the horse you know what I'm saying yeah like, so she wings. recognized the talent yeah she was like you you want some retarded shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you want know, some retarded shit yeah you know what I'm saying but I fucked with her you know what I'm saying and so you just always been a drawer did you have like I don't know big artist pads or something or you just doodling on whatever you had access no, to no I just like I would draw like Every now and then when I was a kid, like, it, it would have to be, like, a reason for me to draw some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my uncle, he he inspired it. Like, he would be in jail a lot of the times that I'd be, you know what I'm saying, growing up. But when he got out, he would be doing crazy shit, like, to get money and shit. So i just see him pull up in the bins or some crazy shit, but then he'd be gone for months in. And then, like, he would send my mom, well, his mom... Yeah, like paintings that he did in prison, like, and it was just like crazy, just like blew my mind. I'm like, you doing all this shit, and you could do this, like, and yeah. that's why I always kind of like fuck with it. But what were his drawings like? Like, what? I do you mean, remember any of them? No, nah, he. That's the only paintings that I seen that he did. Yeah, was him and his mother. He painted him and his mother. Oh, he would paint like self portraits with yeah, him and his and mom. sent it back to her. And that's your grandmother. No, it's not my grandma. Oh. It's my stepdad's st- mom. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. this is my uncle. Is my stepdad's brother. Okay. So you would see these self-portraits of him, and you're like, wow, that's ill. I want to, like, get at that level or what? No, he just inspired me because, like, growing up, I ain't really had much to look forward to. Like, so when we got some shit, like, my uncle, he will come through for us. Like, both of my uncles, you know, they, they looked out. And that's why I always be there for my nephew to this day because— feel like an uncle is a uh like a you gotta be there for your you know you know what I'm saying nephews and nieces yeah man it's like sometimes the pops can't be there all the time right you know your stepdad what age did he come into your life he always been there so that since since you can remember yeah so that's why my me and my uncle was always cool those are both of the uncles are your stepdad's brothers no, no. my mom my mom brother he cool as fuck too what did your folks do what's your mom do for work shit my mom she my mom did a lot of stuff for work, but she most of the time she she did she went to school for cosmetology. She was good, real good at that. But uh, she did a lot of stuff in the work uh, work like a lot of office jobs when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times she wouldn't be you know always home. My mom worked a lot. You know what I'm saying? You have generations in Detroit. Like are your grandparents there? Great grandparents? Anything like that? Uh, they passed away, but yeah. um, 
my family from down south. My mom's part of the family. And then probably moved out to Detroit in like yeah. the what seventies, yeah, something like that. Some, something like that. It's probably I wouldn't put no, no numbers on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like probably automobile workers or something like that. Definitely, at the time? definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my grandfather, he did, he did work with GM and shit like that. So yeah, and that's why I fuck with my grandfather heavy because I was always into cars, and that's why I, you know I wanted to be an artist too because I wanted to be an architect. I'm like, man, I'm gonna do this shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna draw cars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an architect. I'm Did you fuck do... with Legos as a kid? We ain't, we couldn't afford Before Legos, Legos okay. and shit like that. Yeah. Legos is like some motherfucking like. You know what I'm saying? That just, hey, that just put my fucking white like, privilege on. Like, niggas had Fruit gut. Loops yeah. and shit. Like, yeah. we had the little dinosaur on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whoever that nigga was, like, it, you get Legos, nigga, it was lit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because, see, that, <laughs> that's very funny. I was going to say, I recognize my privilege right now because, like, I was, like, heavy fuck with Legos as a kid. And my mom was like, you know what? You could draw and you can, like, build Legos from looking at a blueprint. You should be an architect. And, right. and it was just because of the Legos. I mean, I apply for school and shit like that CCS yeah. but every time I would try to go to school yeah. I would not say try but every time I would like do some school wise or try to do some shit it would just like I will just be on tour or something Okay, you know what I'm saying about time you know so you, I, you thought about actually taking architecture yeah, classes no was, I thought uh, about going to school it was a long period of time where I wasn't doing shit with yeah. my life just chilling like selling weed and doing little stupid shit for money yeah so it was a long t- period of time. I was just like, man, you know, I'm about to just go to school. You know what I'm saying? And it just was like, nah, nigga, you can't go to school because you about to go on tour. You know, like. Right. So I was like, all right, let's do this. With your mom having jobs, being at work, were you like a latchkey kid? Man, I fucked with the latchkey type vibes. I was yeah. in karate and shit like that. Hell that yeah. shit was fire and shit. I was knocking niggas teeth what out. What kind of karate shit. you did? Man, I was a yellow belt. I was a taekwondo. I still okay, got my. Yeah. I, was, I got up to yellow belt. I was yeah. knocking niggas fucking back. Boy. <laughs> my mama came to one um one match I had, yeah. and I went all the way to the end. I was fucking them niggas up and uh-huh. that bitch boy. But that's. But I always had the hands. That's the whole thing. Like I, I never was like the type of kid that wanted to fight, but. Every time I got into a fight, it always was like, damn. I just always felt bad. Did about you have to shit. fight a lot? I feel like, yeah, because I was light-skinned growing up a little bit. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I feel like you was a little light-skinned. Niggas wanted to fight you, you know what I'm saying? Test you and shit all the time. So I feel like I always had to fight. Like, if when, if I got a new pair of shoes in school, like, nigga, was, was going to try to check you in on them bitches, uh-huh. and you was going to have to get out of them, like, nigga. I remember I was at the waterfall one time. Nigga came up behind me and shit, like, try to push my head in the waterfall. Like, yeah, man, I need them shoes. I'm like, nigga, you ain't getting these bitches. These, I had some crispy-ass red and white Air Force Ones. It was yeah. a wrap for that nigga, man. I told that nigga, it was a wrap. <laughs> and the craziest shit is yeah. that nigga had the craziest karma. It was a little ass nigga in my class. I'll never forget this how, nigga. How old do you think you were at this point? Nigga, I was in middle school. Okay, nigga. Yeah, I yeah. was in middle yeah, school. Yeah. But nigga, it was a little ass nigga in my in class. Shout out to this nigga, man. I ain't gonna even say his name. Nah, you know who I'm talking about, nigga. <laughs> nigga, this nigga, this nigga tried to punk this nigga one day in class on some same shit, but I guess this shit, this nigga was trying to make a scene or something because he was little because he wasn't fucking with me. I was already a little bit, I was kind of his height and yeah. shit. I was just a little scrawny, so he thought something was yeah. sweet. I just let him know, like, nah, nigga, you ain't getting these bitches. He, yeah. was a, he went about his way, but he tried tried my boy, and this nigga put the 
tips on the nigga. Boy, it was crazy. All the death moves, all that shit. Like a atomic bombing class <laughs> went over like, oh, all the deaths went back. That nigga was dragging this nigga through that bitch. De- wow. So you already had got at him and were able to keep your shoes and then he tried yeah, to get on one yeah, of the whole and that was his karma. That was his karma. I was the kid like stay out the fight because I could have just rocked this shit for even saying that. But I was on the tip like, nigga, I'm just about to go to the crib, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Or yo ass like, get the fuck out of my face. You yeah, know what right, I'm saying? right, right. Like yeah, you talk about that in one of your joints where you say, like, hey, I had to deal with bullies and he was bigger than me. You know what I mean? Man, yeah, that nigga was bigger than me for sure. But, like, I definitely had my shoes at the end of yeah. the day. There's some fights I get, I had to get into, though, you know what I'm saying? But that, that bully was definitely bigger than me. And I was like, you know what? Nigga, I'm going to keep my shit. And then that shit end up backfiring on that nigga. So that's why you don't fuck with people, you know what I'm saying, all the yeah. time. I mean, tell me this. Is that like a isolated experience where someone's trying to get your shoes? Or is this something you were having to watch out for all the time? Like, I mean, if you had some catch shit, yeah. if you had some shit in the hood, bro, niggas was trying to come to get your shit regardless. Of, like, where, where I was at, man, like, it didn't matter. Like, it's like, you, you had to watch your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and... I went to a school, like, niggas really didn't have it. So you got to think, like, they going through shit at home. You know what I'm saying? They got to come to school. You got some crispy shit on. These bitches just came out. They walked through the mall with their moms. This nigga a little older than me because he didn't fail, like, three times. So he didn't really soak it in. Like, nigga, I'm about to take your shit because I've been one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, shit, niggas, that shit be bottling up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's more than just niggas ain't got it. It's, it's a lot of shit that be going at home. Yeah. You mentioned that stepdad is just always there since you was like a baby baby probably or like since you can remember. Do you have a relationship with your biological father? No, I don't know my biological father. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, he, he passed away when I was younger. So. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So like like that's like a disconnection with people too. That's why I, I advise everybody if you don't even got a relationship with your father, if he, got, he out there and shit, always kick it with your pops or even your stepdad. Just because, like, people don't be having that, man. Yeah, I, and, like, you can know yourself a little bit more, like, yeah. when you connect with shit like that. And that's how you, you know, adjust as being a man. Because some of your little faults be coming from your parenting and shit. Yeah. And if you don't know who your parents is, you're going to be fucked up. You that's know what right. I'm saying? Because you're just going to be doing a little whole shit. And it might not even be coming from you. I feel like that's very sagely advice, and I always try to tell people that same thing. Because, you know, my father got sick when I was, like, relatively young. He got Alzheimer's, and... I realized when he got sick, like, I didn't barely even know this dude. You know what I mean? I didn't have, like, an adult relationship with him. So I'm always telling people the same shit. Like, hey, if you have a chance, regardless of how bad he fucked you over, try to know your dad a little bit. You know what I mean? So what does stepdad do? Man, look. Yeah. I'm going to tap in with you on this. Yeah. My family, like, all my family was in the streets, bro. Like, yeah. Like my whole life, so like that's, that's the flat around. out, like that's the that's what it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but that's what, how I was brought up. That's why I was telling you when I got to doing some music, I was always trying to do some alternative shit because I'm on my DJ freaky shit. Yeah, you know what I'm uh, saying. I wanna, I'm trying to tell my story, but in a different way because I, I'm already like when I was 13, I had to hit my licks and all that. Uh-huh. When I was 12, I had to. Go steal for, you know, do shit like that. And so rather than talk about that in the music, you decided to approach it from a different angle? No, not oh. even not talking about it in the music. It's yeah. the way you talk about it, but it's the sound behind it, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. the sound can uh, 
a sight or riot. Yeah. But sometimes the sound could be a, a message. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes uh-huh. I want people to vibe with it on a different wavelength. And you started rapping like that young, 12, 13, right? Yeah, I was I was rapping a long time. We always had music in our house. So. Yeah, what was like in West the Coast music, E-40, man. Oh, yeah. It was so much shit. I came in. I, I hate when this happened. No, I just, of course, I just got, go to E-40, but everything not, under that too, under that tier, I'm talking about Be Legit, yeah. uh, Sugar Free, all that type of shit. Yeah, Mac Mall, shit like Mac that. Mac Mall, uh, motherfucking... Yeah, you don't got to list off the influences, but that's interesting that it was Bay Area music. Why is that? Did somebody spend time in the Bay? No, I just, uh, my stepdad, he just was off that type of wave and shit. And he always would, he was, he was like the CD man too. Like he always had some crazy shit. Right. Like he always had some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's funny. Yesterday I was out somewhere and I heard that. I heard um, the sample that, you know, that E-40 song. I hope I don't go back to slanging, yeah, yo. To get my mayo. To get my mayo. I heard the original song of that the other day and I was like, oh, shit. I never, I don't think I had ever heard the original, like, where Man. he sampled it from. See, that just... See, that was that, so fire. See, that just made me feel so much better. Because, like, you could sing any fucking, like, song. Yeah. Like on some West Coast shit, and I'ma just like know that shit, and I it just be so crazy because I know so many songs, I just don't know the names of them. Yeah, which is interesting because when you were a kid, Detroit rap scene was really cracking too. Like, were you into any local Detroit dudes? Man, I was always like listening. Like it was always, I was we was off the payroll, we was off Doughboy Cash Out, we was off all that shit, we yeah. was off the Peasy. Like when I was growing up, and them niggas. They just now starting to get they they shit. So I'm not saying this shit on some like yeah we was listening to them back yeah, then. Yeah, them yeah. niggas been doing they shit. Yeah right. They been rapping like like we was always on that shit. What about like the real like alt beat scene shit out of Detroit? Were you on that at all as a kid? Like no. Dylan all them. No. Nah. Yeah. My whole shit was we would listen like I would listen really be listening to um. West Coast music. Yeah. As a as a kid, mostly yeah. West Coast music. And when I got a little bit older, my brothers, they had their rap group. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. block guys, they they was doing their shit and I was listening to their shit. Yeah. I listened to the Detroit music, but it was like on some like the PZ and your uh and your Vezos and shit like yeah. that. Like dudes that you knew in real life. Not so much real life. My yeah. brothers, like, my brothers, I knew them, but they yeah. was the type of, they was the music that was popping then. Like, Doughboy Cash, I was popping yeah. when I was yeah, a right, kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then it was the e- Team Me size and shit. Yeah. So when you're like, you know, 12, 13, 14, and you're rapping and shit, were you still going to school? Like, did you go to school? How did you do in school? Man, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I would just be in school, like, like, so much shit be going on in my mind, I just be in school not paying attention. Yeah. So half the time, I'm doing what a boy trying to do, fuck bitches. And then the other time, I'm like halfway doing my homework, trying not to get cussed out at the crib. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then another part of the time, I'm just trying to get away from the crib. So it's like, you know. I have a feeling. I bet you when you did do your homework, it probably came pretty easy to you, though. You were probably bored in school. No, I didn't like doing homework. Yeah. Because the homework is meant to be done at home. You're right. I wasn't concentrating at home. Yeah. Why? I mean... It's outside. 
Yeah, we was outside with it. <laughs> we was outside with it. Yeah. Did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated. Yeah, you graduated. DSA. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did barely. You? Just barely. barely. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out DSA because I love that school. They taught me a lot of shit, man. Because I feel like I've been hearing your name long enough to where by the time high school gets done, maybe like you already had a little bit of buzz locally or or no. No, after I right after I graduated high school, I dropped my first project. I was just rapping with my brothers and them. Yeah. It was like I dropped my first project right after I graduated, like right after graduation type shit. Yeah. And yeah, I had like a little buzz around, but it was um it wasn't like much. And then like I I think Brown heard that shit. Yeah. And then he fucked with that shit, then we made help. Uh-huh. And that shit got the little buzz and shit. But it was like, it was like, I feel like the buzz is, I don't know. I don't see the buzz. Right. I, I, I be like. You never get to feel it while you're actually living it. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I appreciate it, like, all my, everything building up, but I don't see everything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I be like, I feel I feel the vibes now. Like, it's there. Like, I got some concrete at home. Yeah. But it was like. I ain't feel the buzz. Yeah. Was it something where there was more buzz nationally than locally? That's the whole thing. Yeah. I was, I'm cracking overseas. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. Australia, London, they already know that I can go over there and live over there. Right. Well, I mean, it's like sometimes, like, you know, the local homies aren't going to understand, like, oh, yeah, I got a fucking Fader article no, about me or no, whatever. But like, this is how they played me. Yeah. They played me like the weirdo. That's what the whole thing was. Uh, I was weird as hell. Yeah. This is this is the bottom line truth. I was weird as hell. They was like, he weird as hell. This ain't no Detroit type shit. Yeah. We not fucking with this. Because if we say we fucking with this, we going to be looked at like we weird as hell. Mm. And that was the bottom line, nigga. I, I, ain't nobody pulled my car and nothing ever happened. It was just that I was so left field. Niggas wasn't fucking with that shit. I know everybody, man. And niggas fuck with me even more now just because I stand in my ground. Yeah. You know, and that's why I love myself and love what I did because it's like... You ain't switch up. Yeah, and I'm still, like, taking the escalator up. I ain't got to take the elevator. I could walk... I could take the steps, but I'm... I'm, You know what I'm saying? Making some leverage. This is crazy. So... Do you go straight out on tour after that? Like, you started touring after you link up with Danny? Yeah, um, definitely we started touring. My first tour was with Brown. It was so fucking crazy because I'm like 18 years old and shit, like like blown the fuck away. So I was like, nigga, this shit was like I Had was you 18, 19 previously? years old. No, yeah. my first time going on the plane was with Brown. Yeah. Going to New York. Yeah, I remember this shit. We had a uh, show with a Flatbush Zombies. Oh yeah, in New York. And um, my first, I was scared as shit, man. I will never forget this shit. Um, man, I don't know what I was gonna do, man. Had you ever played shows previously, like in Detroit, where you get in little bar shows and shit, like whatever? Yeah, I was always a rapper ass, rap Been ass performing. Nigga. Yeah, I always went to the ciphers, local ciphers. I always rapped everywhere, like yeah. Niggas remember me from the local ciphers at Bob's Classic Kicks. I was rapping at that motherfucker. Hell yeah! So you had some little chops already. It wasn't like it was like your first time performing. It was just that what was it like a bigger crowd on than you that were used motherfucking to? plane? Oh, the plane. <laughs> 
on them, that TSA, all oh, that shit. That's what scared like you. I got some weed in my system. They gonna take me down. They gonna attack me. You got I, weed in you. Boom. I, I, like, I, anything could happen. I thought like, you were talking about the fucking show. Was scary. Man, you're talking then, about the plane. It's was like scary. you gotta think, man. I grew up. A lot. Of, a lot of people tell you you gonna do shit. It's like, yeah. like Brown was the one of the um, first people outside of my. You know what I'm saying. My family and shit like that showed me, like, when he said something, he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when he was like, bro, we about to go to New York. I, it was like, we made Kush Coma. Huh. It's when I recorded Kush Coma, and Rocky got on in this shit. He like, yo. He told me when we got off the plane, I got out the room and shit, changed my clothes. He bought us all clothes and shit, brought us some New Jeremy Scott sample shit. Wow. I had wings on my back, all type of shit, nigga. Yeah. This is my first time in New York. Wow. I get out the plane, out the hotel. He talking about, oh, yeah, Rocky getting on that shit. I'm like, nigga, what? I'm like, I'm geeked up. I'm like, this shit fire, nigga. Yeah. I, was, I was so excited because, nigga, this is my first time. What's that, like 2013 or 14? Or? Man, I, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, because, I mean, that was like, to hear that then was... Insanity, I'm sure. Yeah, man, yeah. that shit was fire. Yeah, and so what happens? He hops on it. Yeah, he hop on it. He do his thing and shit. But it was just like I was so blown back from getting on the plane. <laughs> Everything else was like I can do this. You know yeah. what I'm mean? saying? What's it like when you get off that plane in New York and you're driving into the city or take the train into the city? Was there any amount of culture shock or did it just feel like, oh, this is just another city? This some bullshit. Really? All these motherfucking buildings. Yeah. The air, I can't breathe in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know that shit be like, get it to, you got to put gas masks on. Uh -huh. But that's another thing. Coming from Australia, landing in New York or leaving from New York going to Australia you can tell the difference in the air uh huh that's why I'm praying for Australia that's one of my favorite places to go so after you get off the plane to New York that's the next place you flew was to Australia no oh. I'm just saying like oh just in, in general yeah in general just like that's how fucked up their yeah. area is yeah for but real. all the buildings and everything just so compact it was yeah definitely surreal to see yeah and then you played a show out there yeah. That night or what? That night. And, and how was that? What was the reception like? Do you remember? Mind blowing. I had the Mark Maneri pants on, the Jeremy Scott uh, with the wings. Yeah. Had some uh, Kohan boots. I bought the Kohan boots just because that was some um, Detroit nigga shit at the time. Niggas was rocking Kohan boots, but my Kohan boots was freakier. I had some Kohan boots with the pink bottoms, with the lace up, with the brown on them bitches, with the plaid. It, I was going freaky, DJ freaky on them. Uh -huh. But I was just feeling myself, man. It was just like, it was like a like a dream come true type shit, but at the same time, that's when I knew my style. You know, that was the first day I had to get suited up for real, for real, and, like, put on the show. Like, every other show was, like, preparation for that, but then I was like, yo, this, this is my swag. Are you into fashion? Is that that's I a love, hobby? I love that shit. That's yeah. my... That's my um, that's the vice, man. Yeah. That's all that shit is. I'll tell you, I've never seen these shoes that you got on that got, like, the Panthers on the front of them. Man, these Vivian Westwood shoes, I had these bitches for, like... Shit, about four years now. I just bust these bitches out again huh. on some bullshit. They look like some from Wakanda or something. Yeah, like these are my Wakanda specials. Huh. They got the gold teeth on They them. got the vibranium teeth. <laughs> the vibranium teeth. <laughs> with the red bottoms with the vibranium teeth. Yeah, how long did you go out on that first tour? Were you gone for like a couple weeks, a month, or what? Man, I think it was a month, Yeah. two months. And how does life feel different when you're done? You got to... Reevaluate yourself a little bit, and reevaluate uh, what you got going on around you. Try to, you know what I'm saying, get back to what you was doing at home. Try to 
You know what I'm saying? Recenter yourself. Recenter yourself, cause like before tour, I wasn't making no money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I was making money, like doing little odd jobs and shit. But I was not making no real money. So when I went on my first tour, I came back damn near broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, like damn, there's some bullshit. I can't believe this shit. A lot of tours, I came back broke. You know what mm. I'm saying? Just making mistakes and shit. But it's like. Drop some knowledge. What kind of mistakes should people avoid if they end up on the road? Don't spend no money on yeah. the road. That's right. the whole thing. Come back home and do something with your money that you want to do that's going to help your music shit. Yeah. If it ain't helping your music shit, it shouldn't be spent. Like, only money I spend is helping my music shit. If I'm, I'm not coming to fuck off money. You know what I'm saying? Yourself. I'm not like, I, yeah, I'm coming out here to fuck around with the homies and shit, but my, my homies doing something. They gonna have me in places where I need to be. That's me right. and my homies, we about to be making music. I don't even have no homies that don't do shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you can't be fucking off shit. But every time that I use my shit for something good, it always came back like on some karma shit. Yeah. But you should think about the good that you do. Well, let me ask you this, because that brings up an interesting point, I think. Knowing now that you don't have any friends that aren't doing nothing, like everybody's doing something, right? Is there anybody from home that you've had to like kind of be like, hey, you know what? You are ain't doing shit, motherfucker. Like, I can't be around this energy no more. I don't have, have friends like that. There's n- never had any? I don't fuck with niggas like that. That's good. I don't do that shit. Niggas know when I don't fuck with them. I will see you one day and not see you again. Yeah, right. Like, if you do something, I will not see you again. I yeah. can. It, it take me two, three times to be around you for me not to know. I, me to know I don't like you. Yeah, right. It's like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like I'm a good person, good at reading people. And, like, I let I let the streets talk for me, too. Like, I have, like, motherfuckers talk back to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to associate myself with people. I'm a homebody. I don't right. like even going out and doing all that. I don't got many friends. Yeah. Like, what is a day like now that you're a homebody at home? Or, like, you just at home working all the time? You make beats, too? Yeah, I be yeah. making beats. You make beats. And so are you just kind of, like, always tinkering with something at home? You got a little studio at the crib? Yeah, we got the home studio. We got two studios in the crib, man. Yeah. I got, I'm trying to build an art studio in the room, in the basement. Yeah. But Bruce Brigade Studios, we got two studios. And most of the time I'm at home, I'm painting or I'm recording. Like, I make beats. I got, like, 20 beats that I've made in the last six months. Oh, yeah. And I did those all in the two-week span. Like, I, like, do spurts and shit. Like, yeah. I paint, like, 20 paintings in two weeks span and not paint you know what I'm saying because yeah. I gotta have a feeling to do it right you know what I'm saying I totally understand that so do you ever feel like when you're in a drought where you're not painting or not making beats do you feel like a little stir crazy or like do you feel like oh man I have a block or is it just kind of like you just wait for the right moment no I just feel like it's never I got a, a moment to not do nothing I feel like if I got if I'm blocked on music and I'm blocked on paintings, I need not to be here. I need it's something else I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. I, and sometimes you be in the house too much. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm gonna go out, I'm not about to go out and mingle with niggas that's not doing nothing. Then you I'm gotta a, go fuck around yeah, with the fuck around. Yeah, I'm going fuck around <laughs> with the fuck around. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm going fuck around with the homies that doing something. And not only that, that people that understand me. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of these people I know for so long. It's just like I don't have many friends in the city. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I have like I can count on my hands, you know? Uh-huh. But like as far as like in different states, I got like a few homies in Texas. I got a, a lot of people I can connect with here. You know what I'm saying? I got people in Atlanta. I got people in fucking 
uh, London. I got people in Australia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, so, that's how so, it is. And so sometimes if you're like, if I, okay, here I am at home, not painting, not making beats, not writing raps, yeah, maybe, I'll, with maybe I'll hop, hop on a plane to Texas to get inspired or something. Yeah, yeah, or not even just that. Or I might be having to plan something that's for the future. There's yeah. always something like to be done. Yeah. When you are in that kind of intense creativity mode because it sounds like sometimes you have these spurts where you're like working non-stop for two weeks maybe do the painting the beat making the rap writing do they feed off of each other or do they separate themselves like are you only concentrating on one while you're in that mode or are you kind of like man i just made a painting and now i feel like i want to go make a beat i feel like in so many words it can't be uh translated you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I can I can go be like I just painted the bird. I just painted the bird. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a stupid ass shit like that. Or uh, even if how intense the pain may be, I can explain the whole shit, tell you why I painted it. Yeah. It'd be dope. But I feel like most of the time I separate the two well. Yeah. It just I just take it and I use it in in the sense of like it's some dope. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my dope. Yeah. And then when I paint my dope, I put all my heart in my dope and I leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? I give the uh the listener, you know what I'm saying? The myth, you know, the mythical vibes and you let them think what they want to think about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The in-betweens and shit. What's a painting session look like for you? Are you by yourself? No, I be I be smoking hella weed. Most yeah. of the time if somebody uh with me, I'm smoking with the homie and I'm going like Back and forth. Yeah. Or uh, I'm just chilling by myself early in the morning. Like, I get up early as fuck. Most of the people are like, man, you 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 asked me to buy a painting at 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning painting. I know you texted me at 7.30 this morning, and I thought, oh, man, he's about to cancel because he didn't go to sleep last nah, night. You had already been up. No, nah, I just be, I be on my shit because I feel like nobody deserves to be, like, Treated like they ain't accounting for because like I want you like I ain't get a chance to text you yesterday yeah. so I'm gonna text you early enough nah, I appreciate to let you know that. like bro I ain't on no bullshit nah yeah that was actually a really nice gesture and a lot of people don't take that time and it's like we'll be here at the studio going like I hope they're gonna show yeah, up so that nah, whack I, as hell I, I appreciate like, that this yeah. shit work both that's, ways that's mad responsible of you early in the morning pa- you pay- paint in silence or do you put on some music or something I put on music sometimes but I paint in silence I, I be on some weird shit sometimes I paint in the kitchen most of the time yeah. I like to paint the kitchen Because I got good lighting In there right now Yeah like, But most of the time I paint the kitchen Or I paint the basement Sometimes But I don't really um Like I just like to paint early. I'm just so curious about it because, like, I'm such not a visual artist in that sense. Like, I can't draw or paint or nothing. I shoot photos and stuff, but I never have that, like, desire to, like, oh, you know what? I really need to go take some photos. Right. It's like, you know, I just do it whenever. Only desire I have is yeah. uh, it, it comes from, like, fellow artists that I like. Yeah. And what they do, like, they kind of inspire me still to do art. Yeah. And like just be better than them or not even that, just like kinda inspire them with my own style because I'm in the leg race with a lot of my homies right now and I just this is more of on the compliment side. Like everybody on some Power Ranger shit, but you can't have the rainbow without this color, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Shit yeah. like that. So I just be really trying to tap in on the aspect of me having my own style and like cause this shit getting overwhelming. Yeah. Like I ain't just no rinky dink ass person just just paying whatever like I'm doing this shit for kids you yeah. know what I'm saying it's like helly kids that's tapped in with me and, and it's like 
Yeah, these motherfuckers be getting older and they've been taking care of me for years. You know what I'm saying? Off this shit. Yeah. But it's like it's at a multitude now. Like I'm just have so many pieces out there. That's my whole goal. Like is get as many out. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah, cause they they go like you sell them and they go. Yeah, they like it's like I gotta get them into every dorm room. Every. Yeah. Tell me about the learning curve from that transition of like I'm sure everybody starts off doodling with like paper and ink or fucking pencils or crayons or whatever color pencils. What what's it like switching over to what, what do you use acrylic or oils? Acrylic yeah. oils inks. What what's the learning curve like switching from a fucking pen to brushes? I started off with charcoal yeah. and pencil. Yeah. Like, I'm real good at that. I, I tap in right now in the day and just go crazy with some charcoal and pencil. I'm like, sure. Like probably good. Photo, photorealistic Yeah, photoreal. I know it would be crazier yeah. than the paint, but I ain't did it in so long. Yeah. Like, I just been so tapped in into the paint. But the transition was more so on some, how could I get, uh, how could I get, more people to look at this yeah. or how could I get this to be something more real than a drawing uh-huh. because a lot of people don't really take art serious so I started doing the paintings on some like oh I'm a level up type shit like I've been like in little latchkey classes I ain't show back up to for trying to do sculptures and all type of shit as a kid just yeah. trying to really tap into the shit but it was so much going on I just always try to reiterate, but the paint is is um the level that I, I stumbled up on, like just graduating from high school and like my fans they fuck with it because I used to do a lot of digital art uh, and I post all that shit like, like on an iPad or something or what? No, I just be on iPicky like some internet shit. Oh and yeah, I just yeah. edit all my pictures on the internet. Yeah, and like throw mountains in the background, do okay. little weird shit. Yeah. Fucking crazy. But people just was like, yo, you should start painting. So one day, uh, I had I had a show in Grand Rapids and I asked some people to bring some canvases up there and I painted like a painting there and they bought it for like 80 bucks or some shit. Yeah. So that was one of the first times I sold a painting like in my, you know, you know what I'm saying, painting time. Like, but it was just, it was, it's like a, it was a smooth transition, but at the same time, I had to, like, teach myself. And you're still probably always learning, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. always learning because I'm learning with people. Like yeah. I said, I'm like, I'm learning. I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like I can, I can go and, like, go on YouTube and uh, do all this shit, search and do this shit all day, and that shit be so lame to me. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be liking the way it flow, and I feel like I, I'm getting better, but at the same time, I'm learning from people, my friends. Let me ask you kind of a, I don't know, maybe this is, like, kind of an abstract question or something, but... In talking to you, I feel like at a very young age, you learned yourself that you are a very creative individual, right? An artist, probably born that way. You're just a born artist, right? In growing up, did that make you feel isolated from people or alienated? Like, did you always kind of internally feel different? DJ freaky shit. And that's what I'm saying, hard? man. Yeah. DJ freaky shit. Yeah. I always felt like I was on some. That's a character weird... that you that is that like yeah. your, your weird shit is your yeah. DJ freaky shit. No, I no? just started embracing yeah. DJ freaky shit. Okay, but I I just made DJ freaky shit up like yeah. a couple weeks ago. Okay, but uh, yeah, but all my my people, all my brothers and sisters and shit, they always embraced it. 
They recognized it. Yeah, it was always like, oh, you on some weird shit. Yeah. Like, we fuck with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, being on some weird shit, like, how does that differentiate you as a kid, though? You know what I'm saying? And when I, I say weird shit, I don't want people to be like, oh, he keep using the word weirdo. I don't think he's weirdo. It's just, like, little shit that I used to do. Yeah. Or the way I maneuver or the way I put on my shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Little shit like that. Like, that's what makes me me. You know, and that's what makes me... You know I'm Z, but it did, it differentiated me on some. I just always was an introvert. Yeah. So when you don't talk so much as a kid, it's like kind of bottled up. So when I first started rapping serious, it was like waiting to fucking yeah, it was explode. Just, yeah. yeah, and that's why this shit is still like seeping out. It's just like. A lot of shit that happened. Yeah, you had everything bottled up. Yeah, and I just sat and listened. Like, a lot of times I just looked and watched. And so the music, the painting, is an outlet to, like, unbottle the shit? Is it a catharsis for you? Is it your therapy? I feel like it's just my life. That's it. I feel like that's who I am. Like, the way I do it, like, the way I paint and with the way I, like, present it. Yeah. The whole rundown, like, the way I make my music and the way I incorporate the art into the music, I feel like that's just me. Yeah. And I feel like nobody really do that authentically. It's like all like facades, like everybody, you can see it. They all pop up every day. But yeah. it's like, I feel like I'm that real, genuine, you know, rap artist. Let me ask you a question on some like technicality nerd rap shit. I feel like in daily conversation, you got a real deep ass voice, but sometimes you put an affectation on it when you rap and it's a little higher. Was that a conscientious style choice or where did that come from? Afflictions and, and uh, Are you know what I mean? Cadence. Like, yeah, that cadence where it's yeah. kind of like up top and it's almost like a screech sometimes. Man, I listened to a lot of E-40, Missy Elliott, yeah. like of course, Brown, you know. Yeah. And all those all those people definitely inspired it, but it's just along the lines of me letting you visualize what I'm talking about. And then most of the time when you, I'm speaking like this, like you catching what I'm saying, you understanding it on a different level, and you feel this, but it's, it's a way I can cut into your soul too you yeah. know what I'm saying I it's got, jarring almost yeah yeah, yeah and I, I like to do that I always find that interesting like there are certain rappers who they have a naturally like deep or you know even like B-Real has a normal speaking voice but he always chose to like go way up here when he raps and like yeah there's something that it does affect you when you're listening and another thing is like every time that I do that I don't know why the fuck I sound like the way I do it's yeah. just how I feel like my voice should sound uh -huh. and it's crazy it's like I just I'm a rap like in there and I'm not gonna think about it I'm just gonna do it it just comes out it, yeah yeah, because, you know, I, uh, so many rappers spend time trying to deepen their voices and get down here when they're doing it. And you go the total opposite way. Yeah, because I don't feel like it's a point to act hard or right. act any way because when shit hit the fan, it hit the fan. Yeah. Tell me about your 2019, man. You put out two records? Two slapping records. How did it feel? How was the reception? Did it feel good putting them out? At did first, it was on some bullshit. Yeah. At first, I was doing some shit like, all right, I got to do some shit right now because I feel like motherfuckers losing sight. They think I'm on some bullshit right now. Right. It's a lot of commotion, a lot of other shit going on. I feel like ain't nobody paying attention to me. They they think I'm playing. Yeah. And 
a lot of times you can go overlook when everybody just doing everything that's not for the music or not for the art, and that's all I care about. Yeah. So when I first dropped Wildcard, I was just trying to get people's attention. Uh-huh. And it was more along the lines of uh, people getting the realer side of me and just, like, getting some more bangers. But the Dynamite shit, that shit came about fast. Like, yeah. me and Black Noise made that shit fast, like, in a couple months. Like. Yeah. And it was it was along the lines of Black Noise's vibe and him just having so many hip-hop beats, and I was just... I was just a freestyler. Like, I can freestyle You freestyled a lot of that record, huh? Yeah. I uh, could freestyle yeah. all day yeah. long. Like, Yeah. Even when we were texting this morning and you are telling me, like, oh, you're going to perform Bigger Than Me and JJZ. In listening to Bigger Than Me, the thing that I really love about that song is that I could feel that you were freestyling, but at the same time, you're, like, tapping in and touching on this kind of, like, wavelength in there where you're really, like, letting out I don't know, like, you're bleeding, you know what I mean? Like, you're, like, touching on stuff from growing up and dealing with emotions and stuff. And, and I'm just like, how how did he, like, he didn't write this. It just came out. Because the freestyle, it really don't be a free. It ain't really free. It's, yeah. like, more It's more of a, like, I had so much time to think about this shit. And then when I hear the beat, it's what the beat said. Yeah. It's not, like... I'm a like I'm a hear the beat, yeah, and I'm gonna say the shit, and I might come back in the next day and be saying the same shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the words that the beat playing to me. Uh-huh. So when I first heard the beat, that's exactly what tip I was on. Just came out. Yeah, yeah. That beat got a lot of like texture and emotion to it in yeah. general. Like it had to had to take you there almost. Well, shit, man. What's next? Man, it's so crazy because I'm gonna just tell the truth. Because everybody always like, oh, I got this project. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. No, I got like 40 songs on my computer, and I don't know what to do with them bitches right yeah. now. And like, I'm about to put out some shit soon. Like, and I'm just about to get my shit mixed, but I don't know the name of my shit yet, and yeah. I don't know what I'm going to put out. But you're on deck. I just got the songs on deck, and I yeah. got the vibe, yeah. and I know the feeling. And that's how it always be. It just always come together like that. Oh, yeah. So I'm just getting this shit together, about to get it mixed up. So more and to come. Videos, more yeah. to come in 2020. Yeah, but along the lines of that, it's just I'm about to fuck their ass up I'm on saying, a different you're not, sonic wave. Yeah, it's not like it's like I'm. I did the wild card and I did the dynamite, but it's on the combination of both type shit. Nice shit, shit wicked. Hell yeah! Well, I'm excited, man. Like I was telling you off mic, I'm just really excited about all this. Uh, what I feel is kind of like an underground rap resurgence right now. Like I just love everything that the whole scene is doing you know what i mean i think you're a big part of that and so i'm looking forward for a bit for a big 2020 from a lot of you guys i want to thank you for taking the time to come in it's a beautiful day out and i'm and i made you sit inside for it so thank you for that before we get out of here tell the people where, where to find you online z-e-l-o-o-p-e-r-z i don't even do that shit right all the time yeah. i'll be saying my name fucked up and a lot of this is I've been doing good just with communication. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I gotta get better with communication. I know I said shit like fifty million times. That's all right. But it's all right. I cuss like a sailor, man. You know what I'm saying? It it's all good. But yeah. you already know the loopers at Gmail. Yeah. It's like no, don't email. Don't email him. Just tweet at him, man. Damn. Yeah, just tweet me. What's your um painting Twitter? Moselle offline. M O S Z E L offline. 
Yeah. Where you can find his artwork. I'm sure you can like DM about prices or whatever if you want to buy a piece. Yeah, man. Yeah. Do your thug thizzle, man. I know yeah. y'all gonna be DMing me because every time somebody say something about this shit on the internet, everybody need a painting. That's the whole thing. I don't ask if you want. I ask if you need. You need one in your life for me. There you go. Because when this shit all said and done, you're gonna be mad you couldn't buy one for, you know what I'm saying? There and you go. You're gonna be fucked up about it. There you go. Uh... <laughs> That's why I already know because I'm I'm getting tired already, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, dog. I'm tired, man. But yeah, go uh, go check out um, Wild Card and Dynamite. Two great records put out in the same fucking year. I mean, that's a lot of work, in this, and it was a big payoff. I think they're both excellent records. The Spotify is cracking right now, so go check it out. Thank you for coming in. You're going to perform JJZ and Bigger Than Me. Right? Yes, sir. Make a little medley. That's going to be dope. So check that out on YouTube if you're listening to this first. As you guys know, my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can find me online at It's Intuition or at Kind of Neat, where uh, me and my brother Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery, have been doing this for quite a few years now. And we're going to be coming back strong this year. So, yeah, follow us as a unit at Kind of Neat. I haven't seen Ben in like a few months. This motherfucker got hair down to his butt crack damn near. Like, he got a man bun and shit. I said, who is this guy walking into the studio? But you know what? Life's good. We're both thriving. So, yeah, that was it. My name's Lee. This is my man's The Loopers. That's how we make this money. Yeah, we in the Bronx. This was kind of (laughs) neat.